Hello and welcome to the sixth episode of the Field of View podcast. This is a video game commentary podcast. The host will offer insights on gaming studios, gaming hardware, and as always, the games themselves. These commentaries are the opinions of the host and the host alone. So sit back, relax, and let's get started with this episode. Again, sorry it's been so long since the last episode. Uh, I want to thank everybody who's listened to all the previous episodes that I've done. I really appreciate it. Um, I don't know what else to say to that. Uh, other than if you've been wanting another episode, I do apologize. The only excuse that I really have this time is it's life stress. Sometimes it just gets to you. Sometimes life gets to you. You don't feel motivated. I'm sure we've all been there before. So I hope uh, you, you know, accept my apology for taking so long for the next episode. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, Pretty much what I want to go over is just basically what's going on right now in my gaming life and everything else that's been announced. And there has been a lot that has been uh, announced in the past like couple of weeks, you know, even... Uh, this week there was a big announcement and uh, I want to start maybe try on a couple of episodes just doing like news and stuff like that Um, even though a lot of things will probably slow down because of the holidays that are coming up but still you never know there's always some kind of releases that may happen during the holidays especially Uh, even though 2018 is almost done and 2019 will be right right here before you know it's right around the corner so to speak so first off i guess i'll start out with uh, of course what i've been doing in gaming uh, been playing a lot of destiny 2 forsaken that is still a primary enjoyment and it's only getting better especially as you go up in levels um i actually started my titan leveling my titan up going through the main story getting through um, certain quests that I had already done with my hunter, the character that I started with, and it's really been a lot of fun. Um, the biggest thing that I've noticed going from starting with my hunter and now leveling my titan is that the leveling is a lot easier when you have high level weapons that you could give your ranking or leveling up characters. I mean, my hunter, for those people who are in the Destiny, know who have played Destiny, my hunter is around 560, maybe even 570. I may be a little bit close to 570. My Titan, which I went through the whole entire story in about a week, and after adding some of the weapons that I got from when I was playing my hunter, and even going through some of the uh, events that's happened, uh, there was a quest for a new weapon called, well, not a new weapon, an old weapon, but a new for Destiny 2. It was a quest that was given during the, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, blank on a Festival of the Lost, there we go. Festival of the Lost. Um, it was a quest about a murder uh, from one of the characters that were in the previous game, Destiny 1. And it was completed last week, and we all got an exotic weapon uh, exotic light machine gun, which I've always loved light machine guns in Destiny. It's the exotic Thunderlord. It's really exciting that that is out because I've missed 
they're light machine guns. Um, light machine guns, for all of you who don't know or didn't play Destiny, you have three slots of weapons. You have your primary, your secondary, and your power weapon. Your power weapons, of course, it names itself. It's going to be the most powerful weapon that you have. And when I was playing Destiny 1, I always loved carrying around a light machine gun. Well, now, since I have Thunderlord, I can carry around that light machine gun. The only thing that I guess would kind of suck right now in Destiny 2 is that that is the only light machine gun, and it is exotic. You can only have one exotic weapon. So, what do you do? Well, you gotta make a choice right now, but the great thing about what's coming up for Destiny 2 is going to be the Black Armory. I don't even know if you call it expansion. It's like an add-on that Bungie's decided to do for this uh, year or two of Destiny 2. And a lot of rumors is, is that it being named the Black Armory is that we're going to get more weapons. So therefore, light machine guns may come back. So whenever uh, the Black Armory comes out, I think it comes out in a couple of weeks, there's going to be more light, machines gun light machine guns that are going to be added. And they're going to be legendary, which meaning they're a step down from exotic. But you can have three, um, three legendary weapons in your slots. So, you know... If there was like an exotic I wanted in my secondary slot, well now I could take Thunderlord out and put one of the legendary machines in, light machine guns. So it's going to be really exciting that they brought that back. Uh, the other game that I've been playing has been uh, Forza Horizon 4. It's still a great game. I still love it. I don't play it as much as I should, which I really need to learn how to prioritize my gaming. Play Destiny on this day, Forza Horizon 4. And now whatever other game comes out that I pick up or I get, I uh, do that game. But what's really great about Forza is they were just uh, Forza Horizon 4. Uh, the Gaming Awards announced their categories for all their different uh, games like Game of the Year, Best Art Direction, you know, kind of like the Oscars of gaming. And Forza Horizon 4 is nominated for the Best Sound and... I honestly think that the team with uh, t Turn 10 Studios and merging with Playground Games on Forza Horizon 4, their sounds are great. They record every car that's on the game. I mean, there's like 400 plus cars, and they've also added weather effects um, running through these huge puddles uh, during the uh, spring season in the game. So you hear the splash of like your running a car or a truck through a puddle, like a big puddle too. Some of the tracks have, uh, when you're doing the races, it has big puddles. So congratulations to uh, Playground Games and Turn 10 and Microsoft Studios on their nomination for that game. I honestly think, and I haven't really looked at the other categories, I just know that one, and then of course there's Game of the Year and stuff. I really think that Forza Horizon 4 should also be for like art direction or graphics because they did a tremendous job with the lighting that happens off of the cars, off of the environment. Uh, like I said, when the seasons change, like in autumn, you see all the leaves blow by. In winter, you see the snow fall. Springtime, it rains a lot. So they did a really good job on it. And then I just think that they probably deserve it. I'm not sure they may have been nominated for like best graphics or art or something like that. So uh, that's been one of the games that I absolutely love playing, and it's free on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, you can download Forza Horizon 4 right now and play it. You don't even need the expansions, because there is no expansions right now, which 
We'll get into that a little bit later when what I want to talk about that was announced in the news. So feel free if you want a good racing game. I definitely recommend that one. Uh, the Now the next game I've been playing, I actually picked up Diablo 3. Yes, it is an older game. It's It came out in 2014 or 2015, but it doesn't matter. What's great about this game with Blizzard, they've been updating it, adding new stuff, and it's been a lot of fun. I played the original Diablo back when it came out, I think in like 2000, on PC. And I did like it, even though there was a lot of controversy behind Diablo because it's the devil. You're fighting the devil and all the witchcraft and demons and stuff. And it was a very popular PC game at the time, and it's only grown in popularity. And uh, I picked it up, and I've been enjoying it, and I'll get a little bit more into Diablo 3 later in the episode because it has to do with what's going on and what this episode is all about. So let's get right into the uh, news and gaming or at least some of the stories that I want to go over in this episode. Uh, Microsoft and Xbox did their convention. I think it was like a last week. It's called XO18. They did it down in Mexico City, Mexico. And they did a lot of announcements, and I'll go over just a couple of them that really stuck out to me um, when they announced you know, new stuff. They didn't announce a new console, so don't think that, oh, that rumor going around about a, a discless uh, Xbox is true. No, they didn't announce anything like that. That is just a rumor, and I always treat rumors as rumors, you know, until it's actually announced by the company, then it's just a rumor. But one thing that they did announce is that they uh, updated Game Pass with some new games. Um, one of the games that was announced was uh, PlayerUnknown Battleground. I mean, that's been in uh, development. Uh, what do they call it? It's not development. It's in a beta or something. You I mean, if you played PUBG on Xbox, you know what I'm talking about. But now they're um, releasing the what they call the actual game, the uh, 1.0 version of it. They're still doing updates and everything, but uh, Blue Hole, Blue Hole, whew, gotta watch that word, Blue Hole Entertainment, who does PUBG, and of course PUBG Corp, who uh, is the, uh, I think probably the US portion of it, I don't know. Anyways, they decided to put it up on Game Pass, so for those of you who have Game Pass and always wanted to play PUBG, I definitely recommend you picking that up. One of the other games that I've been really waiting for, because... Microsoft just acquired this studio back in uh, the June uh, time during E3. Hellblade is coming to Xbox. Thank you. I'm going to rephrase that. Game Pass. (laughs) Hellblade is coming to Game Pass. So I'm really excited about that. It's not out yet. Um, From what I gather, they will be releasing it before the end of the year. I would probably think in sometime in December, hopefully early December, they'll be releasing it uh, on Game Pass. So whenever I see Hellblade pops up on Game Pass, I am downloading that game and I am diving in. Real quick on what Hellblade is about. It's a it's a really beautiful game that's based in the Norse mythology, I believe. Um, you play a... A character called Sanoa or Sanua. She is a warrior in the Norse or in the army. Um, she's lost her husband in the war and she's dealing with a lot of stuff and battling demons. And what really is great about Hellblade is it 
makes you think, is it actual demons and monsters that she's fighting? Or is it all in her head? So I'm really excited that they finally released Hellblade or are releasing Hellblade on Game Pass because Ninja Theory, who does the game, was one of the studios that Microsoft acquired to help with the first-party titles for the Xbox. So that announcement really had me going. I'm really happy about that. Um, One of the last few things that they announced was that they announced more studios that they um, acquired. And I think this is really great that they're really taking the first-party titles uh, seriously. When the Xbox One first came out, they kind of threw away all of their first-party titles. And they have paid for it, paid for it within sales on Xbox. That's one of the reasons why PlayStation is one of the top, or is the top, console seller with their PlayStation 4. Sony, good job on that. And a lot of reasons, because they have first-party games. It's exclusive to that uh, PlayStation So Microsoft has revamped with the leadership of Phil Spencer and have started to acquire more studios. And when I say acquire, I don't mean that they bought them and now they're going to try to inject the Microsoft uh, philosophy and how they do this and they have to do it this way. What's great about these studio uh, acquisitions is that they're going to let them do whatever they want. I mean, obviously they're going to... pay attention to like the quality of these studios and making sure they're putting out quality games, but they're just going to let them go wild, you know, go whatever they want to do creatively, how they want to do it. And without further ado, they announced uh, they've acquired In Exile Entertainment and Obsidian Entertainment. And what these two gaming studios are mostly known for is for RPGs. Uh, Obsidian Entertainment actually did Knights of the Old Republic 2, which I played back on the original Xbox. And it wasn't as good as Knights of the Old Republic 1, because that was done with uh, Bioware. Bioware is, of course, you know know Bioware. They did um, Mass Effect. They're coming out with with Anthem. That's one of their games. But Obsidian Entertainment did a good job on Knights of the Old Republic 2. It was, you know, they didn't really try to reinvent the wheel with it. There was a lot of mechanics that were in the first Knights of the Old Republic. Um, For all of you who don't know, this is a Star Wars game. But it was a really good game. And it's going to be really interesting to see how these two studios really help the RPG, the role-playing game genre for Xbox-exclusive titles. It's going to be really interesting that they will really give xbox a lot on rpgs and rpgs are really popular overseas like in europe or mostly in japan so i think that's one of the reasons why they acquire these studios to help with that japan market because sony being a japanese company has always had japan so hopefully if they put more rpgs out that it'll get the attention of you know, the Japan market, and really help solidify that Xbox is here to stay. I mean, a lot of people want to say that, oh, Xbox is going to be dead soon, you know, Microsoft doesn't care. Well, if you think that Microsoft doesn't care, listen to my last episode on Project X Cloud. Listen to some of the announcements that they just did in E3 and now an XO18. Xbox is here to stay. They're not getting rid of it. It's very profitable to them. They're really excited. And... I mean, I don't know what the CEO of Microsoft plays video games. Probably not. I know he's a big cricket guy. 
But still, there are a lot of people in Microsoft that do play video games, and what do they play it on? You know, hopefully they play it mostly on Xbox. So Microsoft is dedicated, and I think that with the acquirement of these studios and what they're trying to do with uh, the future of Xbox, I mean, they're here to stay. So get used to it, Sony fanboys. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. Speaking of Sony... They just recently announced that they are pulling out of next year's E3, which is the Entertainment Electronic Entertainment Expo. I knew I was going to get that wrong. I should have typed it out. But what does that mean? I mean, what do you mean that they pulled out? Well, they're not going to have a presence there, at least not from Sony Entertainment-wise. So they're not going to have all the exclusive titles that they're hopefully coming out with. They're not going to be playable at E3 in the convention center in uh, Los Angeles where E3 is usually held. They're not going to be showing any kind of like new hardware because I really think that the hardware refresh, I guess you could say the new hardware is probably not coming out until 2020 or 2021. So we have a few years. But they decided that they're not going to have a presence there. They're not going to be doing a press conference there where they show all the new games that are coming out later in the year what future holds for Sony. And a lot of people are like, well, are they disconnecting themselves from their fans? And kind of are. E3 has been very popular for many years, and it has died down after a while, in these past few years, definitely. But ever since E3 has started, Sony has been there, showing off their PlayStation consoles and games and peripherals and all of that. So I think they're just trying to revamp themselves trying to think that well is it really better for us to be at e3 or could we just do it on our own i mean i just mentioned microsoft doing uh xo 18 that was their own kind of like e3 thing i mean it was a whole uh two days of you know announcements and having games there for people to play uh and interact with each other And that's kind of sort of what E3 is, even though mostly it's just, you know, long lines of demos is what I've been told. So maybe Sony's decided that we'll just do it on our own. We'll just uh, put out our own event. And they can announce that a month before E3, which then usually starts around in June, or even after E3, they may announce that, hey, we're going to have this event somewhere in the United States. They could even... Maybe even have their own event there in Japan. Hopefully, if they do have it in just Japan, they will do a really good job of announcing some games and solidifying their uh, gaming forecast and when they're going to release these games. Because one of the criticisms of Sony's uh, presentation this past E3 is that it was very boring. There was not really a lot of games that were coming out soon. There were just previews. And I think that's one of the reasons why Sony may have pulled out. They just they want to revamp how they want to announce their game. So hopefully they're not alienating their fans. Hopefully they're not satisfied with that. Well, it's PlayStation. We own the market right now. So they'll just go out and buy whatever we put out. So hopefully that's not what they're doing. Because Xbox did that. Um, and it didn't work out very well for Microsoft. And that's why the Xbox division was revamped. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, all right. So, the main topic of this episode, and I named it, it's that time of the year, meaning it's the most wonderful time of the year. It's holiday season. And what means that, you say? Or you ask? Whatever. Bad transition. 
It means that there's going to be a lot of good sales on games, on consoles, on controllers, gift cards. You know, there's going to be a lot of those purchases and there's going to be a lot of those sales. And I've looked at all the sales. I mean, they always do an early Black Friday thing. My wife, she loves to bargain shop. And that's what she, you know, at least for one thing, if she loves to shop, she loves to bargain shop. So I know she buys something. She bought it with a coupon that dropped it down 20 to 30% off and she can really figure out how to bring it down to where like a $60 item and she only paid 15 bucks for I mean it's very impressive and I'm glad she's that kind of woman especially for the pocketbook but what Black Friday brings for games I mean it brings a lot of sales brings a lot of like games that you probably couldn't afford when they came out a couple of months ago or even a month ago they'll go on sale now they'll be 10% off, 15% off. Uh, a lot of the uh, newer games that came out not too long ago, like uh, Battlefield 5, Red Dead Redemption 2, Black Ops 4, those games are more current, but they'll still be on sale. So their discount is not going to be as great as some of the other games. And we'll get into that here in just a second. But going through some of the games, I mean, what, what have been tempting me? I mean, there are a lot of temptations with games. There really is, especially if you're a gamer. But I've come to the point to realize that most of the games that I play, like I play a lot of Destiny right now. I've got to learn to put that down and play some other games, and I've tried to do that with Diablo 3. But I find myself at this point where, like, if I ask for this game for Christmas, and I don't know if I mentioned in the last episode, my wife and I have this most unspoken deal of I don't buy anything, um, any video games or anything like that. I could probably get by with it in October, but definitely in November, don't do that. Because it could be a Christmas present and she could get it on sale and she can give it to me or my parents could give it to me. So looking at some of the games, I really don't see any that I don't know if I can actually put the investment time in. So the games that I pretty much decided that I'm probably going to ask for, one of them is Assassin's Creed Odyssey because I love the Assassin's Creed um, series. I've loved it since it came out years ago. I played Origins. I still have Origins. And I again, I mentioned in previous episodes, I'm going to try to pick that up and kind of go through that before I get Odyssey. And Odyssey's gotten a lot of good reviews. Uh, one of the uh, streamers out there, KMagic101, uh, for all of you people who listen to like The Jam, uh, the podcast that him, King of Thalion, and Professor Broman do every week, or they try to do every week, he's always mentioned that Assassin's Creed Odyssey is awesome. It's a good story. The game is good. There's a lot to do in it. I think it took him probably like 60-something hours, and he's a streamer who streams video games for a living. That's how he makes his money. So he absolutely loves that game. And uh, listening to some of my other buds from the Gaming Adventure Club, Manny, he loved playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I'll probably ask for that one. Um, Hopefully I do play more of Origins, even though they're two different games and they did say that the map or the uh, the world in Assassin's Creed Odyssey is 10 times bigger than it was in Origins, which Origins is based in the Egyptian times with the pyramids. And uh, I believe the Romans do show up in this game. So uh, Odyssey is based in Greece. So the Parthenon and all of those kind of, uh, you know, Greek god statues are going to be in there. And you're either a female Roman centurion or a male Roman centurion. So... I think that's probably going to be one of the games that I do put on my Christmas list. So I need to start doing that here pretty soon because 
sales are coming up and my wife is going to be asking me, hey, is there anything I can get you that's on sale right now? So I'll tell her Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Another game I'm really kind of on the edge in, but not really, is Battlefield Five. I've heard a lot of good things about Battlefield Five, and I never really got into Battlefield Five or Battlefield games, I should say. I do have Battlefield One. It's uh, free for Xbox Live Gold subscribers right now, and I really want to sit down and play it before I get five. So um, there was even a deal where I don't know if it's still going on or not. So hopefully it is. If you check this out and if you really want to sort of maybe f- get into a Battlefield game. You could probably just, if you're an Xbox player, pick up Battlefield 1 right now since it's free. And um, there was a deal going on where the DLC, the Battle Pass, whatever they call it, I can't remember, but it was all of the DLCs were on, were like free. You could download it. I don't know if it was like a one-time thing that EA and DICE was doing. So maybe you might want to check that out if you want to play Battlefield 1 and try to get all of the stuff where you get the full experience until you're able to get Battlefield 5 for Christmas like I am. Um, some of the guys that uh, do a Battlefield podcast, the hopefully I can get this right, Sufficiently Afflicted, I think that's how <laughs> what it is. Um, they're all on Xbox and um, I've been I'm listening to their Battlefield 5 episodes right now seeing how they like it. Um, they, they do a really good job. They play Battlefield, so they really know their stuff. They know about the weapons, and they take the time to learn the game. And I believe they probably played the game for a while. They did a few episodes where they went back in some of the old games, like Battlefield. I think they started with Battlefield 2, then they went on to 3, Hardlines, and uh, I think they even might have did Battlefield 2 Bad Company, which is a 360 game. So if you really want to know more info about Battlefield 5 or even Battlefield games, I definitely recommend these guys, the Sufficiently Afflicted podcast. Just I'll try to link them. I usually like what they, uh, what they do uh, whenever they post a new episode, so just keep an eye on Twitter. Battlefield 5 is a World War II game, but there is a little bit of a twist on it. Um, I don't think they are very traditional there's a lot of like when I hear like steampunk kind of thing and there was a controversy when they um, released the cover for Battlefield 5 that there was a woman on the cover looks like she had a gun and she's obviously one of the characters and people were like that's not historically accurate but whatever dude I mean it's a video game about World War 2 if they want to twist the story and tell a, maybe like an alternate World War 2 you know they, they can do that because the biggest thing about battlefield games is the multiplayer it's the huge maps it's the vehicle combat you can fly around in a plane get in a tank and blow whatever you want to up you know or you could just do boots on the ground with your character and go after the other team and there's so many people that are on these maps so i'm really excited about it i mean the more that i think about it that i really want to dive into the multiplayer part of battlefield 5 so one of the reasons why i'm thinking just to do battlefield 1 see how I like it, which I'm pretty sure that I know I'll like it. And then probably put Battlefield 5 on my Christmas list. Um, we'll see. We'll see if I get it. You know, I don't always get what I want, which which is fine. We, we don't need to get what we want. It's okay. Sometimes life is full of disappointments. Whatever you, when you don't get your video game for Christmas, it's okay. There are worse things out there. One of the other I'm really on the fence of putting on there has been Red 
Red Dead Redemption 2. We'll see how that goes. I don't know. I mean, a lot of people love it. Um, it's similar to Grand Theft Auto V. It's just with cowboys and horses and uh, revolvers. You know, Red Dead Redemption, Red Dead Revolver, you know. Um, we'll see if I ask for that one or not. I may, I may wait on that one. Wait for a sale. Wait for more to come out because they're supposed to do like an online where you can, you know, get your character or get or create a new character and go online. Similar to what they did with GTA 5 and GTA 5 online. So we'll see how that goes. Um, real quick, I want to go over some of the uh, Black Friday deals that I've actually looked at through the Xbox. I mean, this will be going through uh, some of the games. If you go on your Xbox and in the store, there is a list of Black Friday deals right now that you can try or buy. Not try. You can buy it right now. So I've named a few. Some of those you'll be like, oh my god, he did say it again. Yeah, I'm going to be naming some of the games that I played and I love that are actually on sale right now. So, uh, the first one is Destiny 2 Forsaken. It's on sale. They have three or four different versions of it to where it's just the uh, DLC. So, if you have uh, Destiny 2 already and you have all of the DLCs, well, I take it back. If you have Destiny 2 right now, you can just download the base uh, DLC, which actually now includes the two previous DLCs. And they have another version where if you don't have Destiny 2, you can pick up Destiny 2. You can get all the, um, the DLCs with, the, uh, uh, with all the updates. So I definitely recommend picking up that one if you're on the fence. Uh, hopefully you have a gaming PC and you downloaded the Destiny 2 base game from Blizzard. When Blizzard did their uh, BlizzCon, their own convention, uh, as a uh, celebration of one year of Destiny 2 being on PC and using the Battle.net launcher, they decided to give it away for free, the base game without the DLC. So even though I don't have a PC, I still pick that up. It's on my Battle.net. And if I ever get a gaming PC, I'm going to be downloading that. So, But anyways... Destiny 2 Forsaken is definitely a pickup for me, especially because it's on sale right now. Uh, another one I was scrolling through, and I mentioned it earlier, is Grand Theft Auto V is on sale, and they have a bunch of different versions. It's all the basic same game, but they do have what they call uh, shark cards, which is just uh, money for the online version. Um, the multiplayer version, you know, you have the main story with the three characters, and they're great. The stories are great. The characters are awesome. They're voiced very well with their voice actors they have, and the story is just your basic kooky Grand Theft Auto. I can't believe I'm doing this kind of thing, and this is awesome. But for the online part of it, we create your own character, and you go through with other people and do heists and do shenanigans. The uh, the different versions of Grand Theft Auto V has these shark cards which gives you more money where you can buy outfits and cars and houses and stuff that you know your character can be uh, have, have and be a part of so I would definitely recommend that just on like the single player alone but the online portion people love it you can try it if you don't like the online portion that's fine trust me the story the gameplay and the single player is definitely worth going through and there is a lot to do in Grand Theft Auto 5. One of the others that I scrolled through, and this is another grinder, and Monster Hunter World is on sale. So if you've always wanted to get into a Monster Hunter World game, or get into Monster Hunter period, Monster Hunter World is, uh, I would say, a really good one. Um, I've never played 
Monster Hunter games. I picked up World, and I love it. It's another game I need to pick back up and play more because I absolutely loved it. The one thing about Monster Hunter World is there is a little bit of a difficulty, and you do grind for better gear. Uh, you fight bigger monsters. Um, but what's great about it is that if you love a challenge, the monsters don't have a health bar. You don't know when they're going to die or knock out or you can capture them. They will give you clues on if they're hurt or wounded and how close you are to defeating the monster. But they also give clues on how to defeat them. So it's a very, it could be a fast paced kind of battle. Sometimes you may be running around and hitting the monster twice and then running away and healing back up because the monster got a little cheesy and hits you with an attack you didn't agree with or thought that he missed, but it hit you, whatever. But I definitely recommend picking up Monster Hunter World. It's on sale right now, at least on Xbox, and probably on sale on, P on PlayStation 2, I'm sure, as well. And they do special events. I think right now their winter event is coming up where they change the environment to where it's winter, and they probably have like special outfits that you can earn or grind for. So definitely recommend picking up Monster Hunter World. And the last one I'll go over is The Division. The Division is a great game. I've enjoyed playing it. It's gotten a whole lot better if you played when it came out. Just like I mentioned in my first episode, I believe I did. It's gotten a whole lot better. Even though The Division 2 is coming out, it's not coming out until next year. I believe it's March of next year. Maybe like end of March of next year. So if you want to try The Division game out, definitely recommend putting up Division 1. They're still doing their uh, global events. I believe this week is Onslaught to where you can get cool gear. Um, they're still doing the patch system to where you do certain things in the game and you can bring that patch over to The Division 2. So it's like people know you played The Division when you wear these patches. And I believe there's probably like some bonuses too whenever you earn these patches. So it's on sale right now. Even the season pass is on sale and I de definitely recommend getting the whole entire collection. You won't go wrong with it, especially if you love the military style and it's a very... Uh, role playing kind of like where you figure out the stats on this gun you add this mod to this gun or this scope to this gun and it gives you this much damage um it can be a little bit intimidating can be a little bit confusing but great part about these games and even goes back to monster hunter world there are youtubers out there there are streamers out there that you can watch and you can learn from so you're not alone in, in this uh in this battle of learning a game so the division Pick it up. It's on sale. You won't go wrong with it, I promise. So my steal of the week right now is, I mentioned it earlier, I picked it back up because I played it during a free weekend, loved it, and didn't have the money at the time. But now I do because it's only 20 bucks, or at least it was 20 bucks. I don't believe that's changed, but it's Diablo 3. Uh, it's surprisingly I enjoy this game and I'm really not into the RPGs or the um, top-down uh, attack kind of like figuring out this weapon has this attack and but it's just been a lot of fun and I have some friends on my uh, Xbox friends list that play it you know uh, Joe Meaden who's one of my good friends uh, with uh, Destiny Reset podcast and that group the Dirt Fam. He plays Diablo 3. He loves it. 
um, Banny from Gaming Adventure Club has played Diablo 3, and there's some other friends that I've met through Destiny Reset, and they play Diablo 3, so I have people to play Diablo 3 with, but it's still very fun. It's still an updated game. They do seasons every so often. Even though this game came out, I believe, in 2014, all these updates has made it fun, made it fresh. Um, what's really great about the seasons is that it, it does bring a little bit more fun to it. If you're having fun, now you're going to have more fun with the seasons because they do certain things. They bring out certain weapons and I mean, Hey, you get loot, lots of loot, which is muy importante. I totally blew that, but it's most importante, uh, to get the loot. So, um, as I mentioned, they're still doing the seasons. Season 16 is about to come out. I believe I was told by Joe it's um, sometime next month. So I got still got time to do season some of season 15, which this is what I'm working on right now. Um, like I said, Diablo is a top-down dungeon crawler, what you call it, because you do go into a lot of dungeons and you defeat demons. And there is a story behind it, which the story is not that bad. It's, it's, corner, it's sort of like... You know, fantasy like Dungeons and Dragons or Lord of the Rings, that kind of feeling to it. Um, you have multiple characters that you can uh, use that do certain things. Uh, I started with a Barbarian, which is a very uh, attack, uh, not really speedy, but just, you know, like beat em up kind of thing. There's a, a wizard if you want to cast spells on, you know, they all do kinds of weird, kooky, fun things, you know, the different spells. This is the necromancer who raises skeletons from the dead, and that's how he attacks, or he or she, because you can make it male or female. So, I'm really looking forward to playing this game, uh, especially during the holidays. There's not going to be a Diablo 4, at least not right now. Uh, Blizzard didn't announce it during BlizzCon. They announced a mobile game, which a lot of people got up in arms with, whatever. I think they just wanted Diablo 4, which Blizzard said they're in development, so we just have to be patient. At least they're updating Diablo 3, making it fun with these seasons. Um, so I'm excited about it. I definitely recommend if you played the uh, Diablo, any of the Diablo games, Diablo 1, Diablo 2, and wanted to pick up Diablo 3, hey, it's on sale. Right now is the perfect time. Real quick advice before I go on. Uh, what I want to leave you with is that, you know, even though a lot of the newer games are on sale, don't forget the older games. There may be a game that came out six months, like Monster Hunter World, that you just didn't have the money right now to pay for it. Well, it's on sale right now, and it's a really good deal. There may be some games that came out earlier, even a couple of years that you wanted to pick up and just never could pull the trigger because of the price. A lot of those games are like 50, 60, 70% off right now. So now's the time to fill up your hard drive buy an external hard drive. I'm sure there's probably some external hard drives that are going to be going on sale. So now is the time to get all the good deals for gaming. Go out there, have fun, and get some bargains. So thank you so much again for listening. Um, I hope to... Maybe here's some of the games that you picked up during this uh, Black Friday holiday season. Feel free to tweet the show. It is at FOV Podcast, I believe. Yes. Yeah, at FOV Podcast. That's right. That's correct. At FOV Podcast. Or you can send me an email. It's uh, fieldofviewpod at gmail.com. 
let me know what sort of deals maybe you found. Maybe there's a deal that you found and I didn't mention and you think people need to know about it. Hey, tweet the show. Let's get it out there. Let's get get that info to where uh, that gamer who's been waiting for that good deal on that game. Oh, hey, now is the time to get it. Absolutely, it's the time. So there's always some great finds out there. Um, but yeah, connect with the show. I'd love to hear what you uh, what you guys picked up. So uh, I think that's going to be it for the show. And what I want to leave you with is like, hey, have fun out there gaming. Even though this is the lull, as they say, for new games coming out because we are getting into the holiday season, there's still a lot to do. There's still a lot to play. And take the time to de-stress. That's my de-stress playing video games. Take time to de-stress. Take a couple of hours. Don't take too long now because you hopefully do have a life and you don't want to shut yourself out, especially during the holidays. But take some time to relax. Pick up some good games. And let's enjoy the holiday season. So uh, thank you so much again for listening. Uh, I am your host, Brian, a.k.a. Dreadnought78 on the Xbox. So if you see me on there, you play Diablo 3, you want to help me level up through Season 15 or Season 16 when it comes out, hey, shoot me a message. And as long as I'm not like half asleep, I'll probably play with you. You know, that's the only reason that I don't play with people, especially if I'm sleepy. I just can't do it, dude. Sorry. I'm really sorry because you don't want a groggy player on your team messing up so with that have fun out there guys take care have a happy thanksgiving eat lots of food i know i'm going to so thank you so much take care and game on